Welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Trash Recap Podcast. I'm Joe from B1029. We also have Shyler from B1029. And we're recapping some of the big entertainment stories from the week of August 1st. And so this one, we've been waiting and waiting and waiting. It seems like it seems like forever to have a response from Will Smith and an apology to Chris Rock. So Shyler, break it down for us. Will released the video uh, the past weekend. So why don't you kind of break down what what Will said in the video? Well, it's interesting that, of course, it's been a while and all of us have been patiently or impatiently waiting for some kind of statement besides just the the typical PR release that Will, you know, arranged immediately after. So he recorded this video and the, the title of the video is It's Been a Minute. Yeah, it's been a lot of minutes, Will. It's been six months, my guy. It's It's been a half a year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it was a very in-depth video. Um, and I I found it to be very genuine. Um, and I I also felt like there was, I, I, yeah, I felt he was very genuine and there was some real remorse there. Usually, I mean, I know he's an actor, <laughs> which you kind of have to be careful <laughs> with because, yeah, he could just be blowing smoke. But he did seem like he really regretted his actions. And some things that he said um, really, really stuck out. So he he said, of course, you know, Chris, I apologize to you. My behavior was unacceptable and I am here for whenever you are ready to talk. So obviously there hasn't been any communication between the two. Um, and he's putting the ball in Chris Rock's court because Chris doesn't have to accept anything. Um, it's, you know, we just have to hopefully wait for him to, to respond in his own way, but we'll also apologize to Chris's family. Now, I don't know if you remember, but Chris Rock's mom was furious Mm -hmm. and she had so much to say. She was so upset at, at will and how everything went down. So it was, it was very, I thought it was really good of him to make sure that he addressed um, an apology to Chris's mom because and to his entire family, and specifically to Chris Rock's brother, I think it's Tony Anthony, because apparently Will and Chris Rock's brother were really good friends, and they have not obviously been able to rekindle their friendship because of how Will acted. You know, and he apologized to his nominees. It was very, you know, cookie cutter, of course. You know, you got to check all the boxes. But he did say Jada did not tell him to do anything. He said he made a choice on his own from his own experiences and his history. Jada had nothing to do with it. And I'm not sure if I buy that. But uh, yeah, I'm, I agree with you. When I'm, I, And I, I don't necessarily think that Jada's like, Go hit him, <laughs> you know, but I, I don't think it's fair to say, I mean, yes, he acted completely on his own, but I wish that he would have said that, you know, I, I saw the hurt in my wife's eyes and that's why I made the choice instead of just, she didn't do anything. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, you know, cause look, we, we all saw the clip. We all saw, you know, Chris Rock make a joke about jada Mm -hmm. and you see will laughing obviously jada's not happy about it and then a few moments later we see will approach chris rock and slap him and yell what he yelled about keeping his wife's name out of his out of his out of chris rock's mouth 
And yeah, I don't think that Jada went over and, and you know, leaned into to Will and said, hey, you need to go up there and take care of this right now. But I do think that when Will looked over at Jada, there was that look of, are you going to do something about this? Because I'm not happy. And look, we don't want to paint Jada in this in this light that, you know, she has Will, Ch- Will Smith's chain and, you know, tagging on it and telling yeah. him what to do. But Jada is that type of woman that, you know, she is going to get what she wants. And I could be completely wrong on it, but that's just the kind of the, the, the vibe I get from Jada is, you know, you're going to do what I tell you to do, whether you like it or not. Well, and we had just come off and I know that we talked about this, you know, six months ago when it happened. But, you know, we're just coming off of, you know, the red table talk and, of course, you know, her confessing about an entanglement. So I'm sure that Will feels a certain like white knight kind of um, drive that he's almost got to woo her all over again. I mean, he almost lost her to some 19 year old kid. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure he's like, "Uh uh-uh, not on my watch. Like, that's my woman. And as soon as he I mean, I think he was kind of banking on that being like, I'm going to stand up for her and I'm, yeah, I'm going to win her heart and I'm going to do this. And, and it's a very, it's a very primal, um, like instinct. And I think it's a very, and I mean, let's call a spade a spade. It's a very toxic masculinity based reaction, Mm -hmm. which I've always felt will was above but I think I think that entanglement really knocked him down a couple pegs and he feels like he's got to, you know, date her all over again. And he's got to earn a spot by her because she's establishing herself like it's it's been such a weird back and forth throughout the years. And I think that his reaction was obviously wrong, but I don't necessarily think that in the moment he thought it was wrong. I thought in the moment he thought like, this is my only option. I have to put on this big display mm-hmm. to prove to her to how, that I, ha- I have her back. Yeah. And look, obviously what, what probably would have been the best course of action in that moment is, you know, Chris makes a joke. We cut to Jada. She's not happy. We cut to Will. He's not happy. You know, kind of giving him a look of disapproval. And then maybe, once Chris is off the stage and we go to commercial break that, you know, maybe Chris and will have it like, Hey dude, that wasn't cool. Okay. Oh, absolutely. I mean, can you imagine how the tables would have turned on Chris if he had made that joke and Jada, instead of being angry or, you know, pissed off instead, maybe she does a little acting of her own. Maybe she looks down and kind of nudges her the corner of her eye so it looks like she might have been, you know, upset by that. So he made her cry. Then he's the villain. And then you have Will Smith just sitting there shaking his head and he can say, you know, not cool, dude, not cool, bro. Like he can mm-hmm. say that instead or maybe point at him like you, me after the show, like we need to talk. Like he could have still made a gesture to sh- to show that he wasn't happy without physical violence. Right. And I think yeah. that if he would have if they would have done it that way. Just think like. I mean, woulda, coulda, shoulda. That's really mm-hmm. what it all boils down to. But I mean, just imagining like if she would have instead maybe played it up more on the emotional side than the like 
angry side. I don't know. Yeah. Both of them really, both of them could have been like, wow, that really wasn't, that wasn't a kind thing to say, Chris. And, you know, we, we're just going to pray for you that maybe you can reflect on this and be a better person and, and come up with funnier jokes. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that that, that <laughs> those jokes are funny. I mean, even like, regardless of a medical condition, I mean, yeah. I, I just, I, would prefer to not make any kind of jokes about people who are bald because there's either there's a there's a magnitude of things that could right. be the the source and it, you know especially for women your your hair especially for black women in particular your your hair is a source of your your well it's yeah stigmatically <laughs> it's a source of like your femininity your your womanhood if you don't have hair like that's a like it can it can really damage your self-esteem. And I think, too, it kind of depends on the person. You know, some some people who maybe have a medical condition, they joke about it, it kind of. But there are some that, you know, take it seriously and don't like to be made fun of or joked about because of the condition that they have. And obviously, Jada is that type of person where this is serious to her. This is not something that's funny. And obviously, when Chris made the joke about it, completely read the room wrong yeah no doubt about that because even there were some audience members that were kind of like uh when he made the joke because yeah. you you could hear it in the audience that yeah some did not think that was in best taste yeah chris and, clearly didn't see the latest episode of red table talk where she talked about how how you know how how hurtful and how horrible it was to have your hair fall out and mm -hmm. really there's no way around it and you know, she could wear wigs. She she'd even said that. She's like, yeah, I can wear a wig, but I mean, that's a lot to keep up. And this is yeah. who I am now, and it's going to take a while. It's a journey for me to accept it and feel like myself again and feel beautiful again. And it, yeah, it was not the right not the right time. No, not, no more the it, place. Good grief. Right Oscars. now, now if Jada was you know the type that you know would try to make light of it, you know, say look, this is, but you know, would kind of joke about it, maybe make fun of herself a little bit about it. And then Chris made the joke. I'd be like, oh, okay, well, if she can, I mean, she makes fun of herself, yeah. but that's not her. So again, read the room wrong on that one. But I don't but know. Was Do it also written for him? I don't know. That's a good question. I see. I want to say I no. Read, okay. I had read that it was written for him, but at the same time, like he's a professional comedian. He's been doing this a long time. He knows how to you know, point people out of the crowd and like make those kind of acknowledgements and yeah. do it well. I don't, I don't know. See if I think if it was, if it was uh, written for him, that would have come out, you know, Chris, like, Hey, that was not me. That was on the tele. I'm just doing my thing. Yeah. I don't think, I, I think that was 100% Chris rock material. And so let me ask you this to kind of, to wrap up this one. Do you, do you think maybe before the end of the year, Chris and Will will talk? Well, 12 hours after this video was, you know, made live, Chris was performing, I want to say in Atlanta. He was he was performing somewhere mm -hmm. and he he had kind of alluded to the fact that he had seen the video because he said that everybody is trying to be a victim nowadays. Kind of implying yeah, yeah. that you know will made this this video and you know trying to i don't know be the the, the good guy or whatever in the situation mm -hmm. 
Um, and he also said, um, if any, yeah, if anybody says that words, oh it, yeah, if anybody says that words don't hurt, you clearly haven't been punched in the face. <laughs> <laughs> so I think Chris has seen it, and I think it's just going to take a minute. May, but yeah, give us give us another six months, and they'll have some sort of. I don't know if it'll be an a heartfelt reunion, but they might they might not hate each other anymore, and well, I hope that is the case. And I've said this on one of our previous episodes of the of the podcast is that I, I do think that this is going to all clear up and you will see Will and Chris present the next time Will can be at the Oscars. Yeah, I think so, too. I think they, they'll team up. I wouldn't mind if they teamed up maybe for like a movie. I think that would yeah. be kind of fun for them to bury the hatchet with a, a kind of, you know, bromance buddy cop kind of comedy i mean like they've done like <laughs> stuff like that before but yeah with they have. different people right or maybe a comedy special hey why not you know let's just make fun of each other i don't know oh my gosh how funny would that be if they had like a roast it's <laughs> just each other or like the, the the joke competitions where they're just shooting them back and forth oh that would be fun <laughs> <All Sorry>. Okay, so moving on to some other juicy gossip that came up uh, over the week, past week. Florence Pugh. Now, she's starring in the uh, the Olivia Wilde-directed Don't Worry Darling, starring Harry Styles. And apparently this this actually does look like a pretty good thriller based on the trailer. And, of course, the, the main thing they've been talking about in this movie is the steamy scenes between Harry and Florence. Well, this came out and it's a rumor it hasn't really been confirmed florence Pugh hasn't said anything that we know of officially but she has reportedly not been happy with olivia wilde and harry styles dating each other and the reason being is it all comes down to olivia and her ex jason sudeikis now they were engaged and obviously olivia and and jason ended their engagement and their relationship and then moved on to harry styles well According to the source, makes it seem like Olivia and Harry were kind of fooling around doing stuff on set in front of people while still with Jason, technically still with Jason. But I don't think that was really the case. I, a lot of that all came out after Jason and Olivia announced that they're, you know, ending their engagement, they're breaking up, they're still going to be there for their kids, and then moved on with Harry Styles. Now, but the source says that the reason why Florence was not happy is because allegedly this was all kind of going on while they were filming Don't Worry, Darling, and it made her uncomfortable, which, yeah, I could understand that. I mean, you know that allegedly Olivia is still with Jason at the time, and they're engaged, and then all of a sudden she's fooling around, getting it on with Harry and whatever else is going on while they're filming everything. And so I could see that why that would be uncomfortable. And also some people have pointed out that um, Olivia has been, you know, giving all this praise to Florence for her role in Don't Worry, Darling. The movie doesn't come out, I think, until later this year. Yeah. And so but everyone is or some people have been noticing that Florence has been promoting on her social media other upcoming films and hasn't really mentioned Don't Worry, Darling or thanked Olivia Wilde for any of the praise. But I, I I don't See, know. I, I don't know if all the pieces add up. So you don't think 
that Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles were building the foundation of what their relationship is today on that set while she was still married? Maybe. See, to me, the Olivia Wilde, Harry Styles coupling feels a lot like Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie when Brad Pitt was married to Jennifer Aniston. Mm-hmm. So I, from the get-go, as soon as they were like, oh, yeah, splitting up, I'm like, Harry Styles. It's Harry Styles. And then February rolled around. She's moving in with him on Valentine's Day. It's like, no, this, the, yeah, this has been going on. This has been going on a while. And I, I don't know. I, I think I agree with Florence Pugh. And with her, her boyfriend, you know, being Jason Sudeikis, like one of his best friends, I completely get that uncomfortability that she probably had to endure on set. Like knowing that, I mean, that's her boss. Like, she can't be like, hey, are you messing around? (laughs) She can't really do (laughs) much about it. Yeah. But she's just put in these uncomfortable situations day in and day out, even if it wasn't flat out. Yes, they are, you know, having an affair. You know what I mean? Like, if if the circumstances are fishy, you're Mm going to be uncomfortable. And the circumstances were so fishy on set that Florence Pugh had to step up and direct pieces and scenes of this movie because Olivia Wilde was too infatuated with Harry to finish her job. Yeah. And yeah. I that's what I had read that, you know, a lot of the resentment for the movie is from from the fact that Florence Pugh, she's not getting any director's credit. She's not going to get any producer's credit. She's mm-hmm. just going to get the acting credit and no one's ever going to really know um, unless they choose to you know, speak out later on about why, why there is so much resentment. I just think, I think the circumstances are too fishy to completely say like, I don't buy it. I don't, I don't buy it the other way around. I don't buy that. They weren't messing around on set. No, it's Harry Styles. How can you not? (laughs) If if he's like flirting with you, like, what are you going to do? Like, Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Styles. I'm married. Like, what? <laughs> celebrities don't work like that. <laughs> oh, come on. At least, you gotta admit, some celebrities might. There's probably a small percentage, but you gotta, gotta feel like there might be a small. Yeah, but like, of course. Kevin Bacon, Kira Sedgwick, like, like the <laughs> ones that have been together for decades and decades, like, those are really admirable. I mean, I thought the same thing about Brad Pitt and, and Jennifer Aniston. It was like, oh, like, they're perfect. And then when he... <laughs> I don't, he did that I'm movie not, with Angelina yeah. Jolie, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yeah, I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm not a fan of of those kinds of circumstances. I mean, that's how Johnny Depp and Amber Heard got together. They they were on set and started messing around, and <laughs> we saw how that ended. So <laughs> just maybe, just maybe, don't let. I mean, when you're around, of course, and when you're filming like that, you know, you're at close quarters, you're around each other all the time. It's really easy to, I guess, you know, fall in love or fall in like with another person. You can really admire the work that they do. Um, And I think that is probably the case here. Um, Mm -hmm. I I don't believe. I don't believe that this relationship has much of a foundation. I don't believe that they're going to be together for years and years and years. But I think that they're. I do think that they were messing around on set. And I think Florence Pugh is digging her heels in and she's not saying a word, 
so she's she is smart. She's not saying a word, but she is making her opinions and her allegiances known in yeah, the pettiest yeah. way. I love it. Well, so <laughs> I, love I mean. Pettiness. We, we never know exactly what all happens behind the scenes with celebrity couples. And we just see and hear through media outlets, maybe a little bit through social media. He said, she said, whoever said. Mm -hmm. And so obviously we don't know if Olivia and Jason are already kind of going down that path of, hey, this isn't working out. By the time Olivia and, and, and Harry were starting to build some sort of this relationship, whatever, you know, obviously they're still together. Um, so like you said, we, you don't, you don't feel there's a solid foundation. I don't feel there's a solid foundation. I mean, they're only in this relationship now for, well, it's been a little bit more than a year. It's been like a year and a half. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's time to at least get some sort of a solid foundation. Um, and so, obviously, we don't know what happened but behind the scenes between Jason and Olivia. Obviously, what we've read is, you know, they, they've fallen out of love, and she's moved on with Harry. Now, there's been denied reports that because there's been reports, well, it was because of Harry. Well, there's been reports denying that, that no, it was not because of Harry. But as we've kind of seen, if this actually is true with what was going on on the set of Don't Worry Darling, then... It negates all of that and it says, yeah, it's because of Harry. Well, I maybe we shouldn't say maybe maybe I should rephrase myself. Maybe how about how about this? Whatever was going on with Olivia and Jason at the time of the filming of Don't Worry Darling, it was not it it it, it was probably accelerated by the presence. And the friendship that grew into a relationship with Harry Styles, whatever, whatever happened on set, it was only adding fuel to the fire that was their marriage. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? Yeah. It's like, it probably just didn't help that she was around, you know, one of the most handsome men to ever exist. And, you know, then she's got to go home to, you know, her husband that she's falling out of love with. And, you know, at that point, you know, you might be irritated you know, the things that were funny and cute before aren't. And it, yeah, probably was just one of those things where it's like, I don't want to do this anymore. I just want to be around that one guy from work who makes mm -hmm. me feel like good or, you know, whatever. Right. And, you know, obviously as Harry and Olivia continue, well, obviously people are going to keep watching this. We're going to keep watching it and see, is this, is this real or is this just kind of a rebound of sorts for Olivia? That's a hell of a rebound. <laughs> well, it's Hollywood. What do you expect? <laughs> Go from Jason Sudeikis to Harry Styles. Good grief. Uh, all right. I'm going to get on my soapbox here, Shyler. My, right. my wife has heard the speech. She is 100% behind me on this because she was also upset. Maybe not as upset as I was, <laughs> but she was upset about it. So we've been hearing, we've even seen photos, official photos of behind the scenes of this film. We have, there's been a, even a sizzle reel in the last year for this film that was just going to be strictly for HBO Max. And it's the Batgirl film that, was going to star Leslie Grace as Batgirl, Barbara Gordon. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. It also stars J.K. Simmons as Commissioner Gordon. Oh, I love him. Brennan Fraser as the villain. Uh, oh. And Michael Keaton coming back as Bruce Wayne Batman. And so this was all going to kind of tie into the Flash movie that was supposed to have come out by now, but got pushed back to next year because of whatever's going on with Warner Brothers and Ezra Miller. So from what I've read is that the Flash film was going to kind of help set the groundwork for obviously Batgirl and Michael Keaton coming back as Batman, all this stuff. Well, obviously that's been thrown out the window and it just came out during this week of August 1st that Warner Brothers Discovery, because Warner Brothers recently was acquired or was sold. So now it's Warner Brothers Discovery that they are shelving completely the Batgirl film. No one is going to see it. And they they have reportedly spent $90 million to make this film already. So that's insane. You're telling me that you guys spent 90 million and this was also supposed to come out earlier, but because of COVID and such, they had to, you know, kind of move some things around and and such. But you're going to tell me that you spent $90 million on this film that We've already seen Leslie Grace in the Batgirl, uh, Batgirl suit. We've seen some social media photos of them filming. We had a sizzle reel. And now you're like, nope. Sorry, guys. And what's the reason? So now there's conflicting reports. Now, there are some reports saying that there was some screening from test audiences that did not go over well. And they decided to just cut their losses. There are also some reports that say that the new corporate model at Warner Brothers Discovery is for the DC films to be theatrical releasing blockbusters. Oh. So because Batgirl was just supposed to be for HBO Max, they're like, yeah. You know, we don't, we just want them to be theatrical blockbusters. My, and, and there was also that they were pretty close to it being done too. Like they were already well into post production and it was supposed to come out this year. Yeah. How do you just, <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't you just go ahead and like see it through? Yes, finish it. Throw it out on, on HBO Max. Let the audience decide, eh, it was an okay film or whoa, this was cool. You know who's going to watch the Batgirl film? People like my wife and I who enjoy comic book movie films. Well, and not to mention, it's like how we've had in, here. Let me get on my my soapbox for a second. How many dozens of Batman have we had? We've got mm-hmm. all of the A-listers in Hollywood becoming Batman, even if it's just for a single movie or a whatever. What? Can can we get some female representation? Exactly. It's, it's a hero and not, you know, a, a an anti-hero or a, a villain. It's like this this was a great opportunity for for diversity and to really kind of hop on that movement. And it's like they still could push it and say, like, you know, we were going to do we were gonna shelve this, we weren't really gonna follow through on this, but the need is is the need for female heroes is is higher than ever so we have delivered and it would have been whoa that's amazing social justice like it would have it would have been received 
amazingly. Well, and the other thing, too, is no one has done this. No one has done a movie just Batgirl. Now, Alicia Silverstone played Batgirl in Batman and Robin. We don't know how that went. But we've never had Batgirl on the big screen or even on, you know, streaming platform or film just strictly Batgirl with Batman kind of being the extra character roaming around back here. Man. Yeah. And here's the other thing, too. And and I know you'll enjoy this because you enjoy the Bad Boys films. One of the directors was the director of Bad Boys for Life. Oh, come on. Yeah, I see. Well, and and what's wrong with just just doing the streaming? I mean, why don't you just do it for this just do one it. movie? Just do it for the for one streaming movie. Platforms. Exactly. You've already spent ninety million. It's well into post production. Just what what do you have to lose? Yeah. You've already lost allegedly ninety million. Why don't you recoup that a little bit and maybe lose I don't know half that. And mm-hmm. also too. Warner Brothers and 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 now Warner Brothers Discovery, back when it was just Warner Brothers, has been trying to replicate the secret sauce that Marvel and Disney has done. Yeah. Is having a cohesive story, keeping, you know, like you get the Iron Man and the Thor and, and, and the other ones, you know, like they're separate movies, but it's all a cohesive series and you have a cohesive cast. The only thing that really changed was uh, Mark Ruffalo as... The Hulk. Oh, that yeah. That was the yeah. only change you made from Edward Norton. But you had a cohesive cast. Well, and also two Rhodey going from, you know, yeah. to Don Sheetle. Okay. So two, but for the most <laughs> part, a cohesive story. <laughs> and so obviously DC tried to replicate that with Man of Steel with Henry Cavill. Okay. So we got Zack Snyder on board. We're going to do this. Okay. Hey, Man of Steel. Boom. Okay. People are like, eh, you know, it's not the. The Christopher Reeve type of Superman movie, but it was a good, I thought it was fine. But then you move on to Batman v Superman. Okay, well, now we're going to introduce Batman, and he's a, you know, gruffy old Batman played by Ben Affleck, and we're going to welcome Wonder Woman played by Gal Gadot, who, like my wife said, you can't replace as Wonder Woman. She has nailed that role. Oh, wow. She has, I mean, she has set the, the bar high that if for one day Gal Gadot's like, you know what, I'm done. But we want to make more Wonder Woman movies. Well, who's going to play Wonder Woman? Well, <laughs> same same thing with Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. Oh, like Margot yeah. Robbie has set the bar as as Harley Quinn. If Margot Robbie one day is like, I'm done with Harley Quinn, but well, we still want to have Harley Quinn. Well, who are we going to get? Uh... Gaga, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> no offense, to Lady Gaga, but I don't know if Lady Gaga can go that level of crazy no um so so then batman v superman had mixed reviews then we did justice league that turned out to be a mess because Zack snyder had a family death very tragic one and had to step away they brought in joss whedon which completely messed up the film oh yeah you know and then we had aquaman the aquaman movie was good we had we've had um, a couple of Wonder Woman films that kind of were tied to the other movies a little bit, but not really. They were kind of pretty much standalone. Um, but now we have now they're trying to do this again. 
because Ben Affleck was supposed to do a Batman film just on his Batman. But then he was going to direct it and star. Okay, cool. Well, then it became, you know, that was during the time when, you know, he's going through the thing with Jennifer Garner. Uh, he's uh, in rehab. And so he's like, no, I'm just going to, I'm just going to star in it. And I'm going to have someone else take over. Well, Matt Reeves, who was going to do the film, didn't like the way he, that wasn't his vision. So then Ben Affleck's like, I'm just done. Forget it. <laughs> and that's how we got the Batman with Robert Pattinson because Matt Reeves wanted to do this Batman movie. Ben Affleck wanted to do his version and they just couldn't meet. So it's like, well, we're just going to stick with Matt Reeves and get a new Batman. Okay. Well, then the Flash movie that's supposed to come out, that's supposed to Oof. allegedly supposed to restart everything. We have Michael Keaton now coming back as Batman after like 30 years. Okay. And then we still have Ben Affleck over here. So we're trying to do this multiverse thing. And then, hey, we're going to do Batgirl. Okay. Hey, Michael Keaton's going to come back because it's going to come after the Flash movie and kind of tie in. Cool. We got a plan. Now, all of a sudden, Ezra Miller's getting in trouble. Oh, God. Yeah. And now Warner Brothers Discovery is like, uh, yeah, we're not going to do this Batgirl film. And so then there's a new Aquaman movie that's supposed to come out. And originally it was thought that Michael Keaton was going to star in that because it was all, again, this whole multiversal thing. Well, then just this week, Jason Momoa is teasing, hey, guess who's going to be in the Aquaman movie? Ben Affleck. Oh, yeah. They're like, wait, I thought Michael Keaton was. No, he's not. They Apparently what I've read is they had to reshoot Michael Keaton's stuff for Ben Affleck oh. to try and tie all this together. Yeah. Because now the Aquaman movie is going to come out before the Flash movie. This is, well, I'm confused. Oh, no, exactly. <laughs> because then you got the Batman with Robert Pattinson, which was a phenomenal movie, by the way. You got Robert Pattinson running around as Batman, and they've already announced there's going to be a second one. So, oh, so that's still happening? Yeah, so you have Good potentially grief. three Batman running around in different parts of the universe. And to the casual fan, you're like, what? <laughs> so, wait, is is Robert Pattinson going to show up in Aquaman? No, because he's over here. Okay, but Michael Keaton was like way back when. Oh, yeah, he's back now. But then there's Ben Affleck, who's Batman. Yeah, he's still in this universe. I mean, I don't understand what they're trying to do. I think that they have caught themselves in the biggest mess possible and what they really should just do is maybe just go back to what they used to do way back when is just keep them all separate don't try and do the justice league thing don't try and replicate what marvel and disney's doing just keep them in their own separate places doing their own separate things maybe reference one of them here or there and be done with it because you're trying to salvage what you were trying to do and it's not working yeah. It's That's... not. I mean, what they really need is they need someone like Kevin Feige, who has oh, been yeah. over, overseeing everything happening at Marvel and keeping that all together. You need someone like that to just come in and just look, this is the plan. And I, look, I, there is some rumors and such that the Warner Brothers corporate gets involved and then that's when everything just goes, you know, kablooey. 
and things get messed up and you know stuff hits the fan and that's why it doesn't work i feel like it would be more embarrassing to say we're not doing this anymore rather than like just like taking some crap about it not being a great movie you know what i mean like if it's not what they wanted it to be at this point in post-production then i think like i said i think it would be more embarrassing to say like we can't do it rather than like just pushing through and saying like against all odds we made it work you know we had some hiccups in post-production but here's the final pro you know what i mean yeah or you know what you've already spent 90 million spend another 30 and make it a blockbuster release in theaters you have a you have jk simmons michael keaton brendan frazier and leslie grace you mean those four alone couldn't generate some revenue at the box office? You know what? You are, you're 100% right. You're right. That cast is, I mean, I would think that would be enough. Yes. Why, yeah. What? What is it that's not making it a blockbuster as it is? I, you know what? We'll never know because apparently we're never going <laughs> to see it. So. Who knows? Maybe this will be another one of those movements like we did with the with the Zack Snyder Justice League where fans pushed for years and it finally came out. So maybe we'll see this film in five years. And then we'll then we'll see like, oh, maybe that's why it didn't show up or why didn't they release this way back when? Yeah. So anyway, hopefully anyone from Warner Brothers listening to this sees why this is a bad idea to get rid of Batgirl and find a way to get it out there, whether it's to HBO Max or spend the extra cash to do reshoots, tighten up post-production effects, whatever it is, and release this thing in the theaters in 2023. Yeah. Release it after the Flash movie. Yeah. That way, you know what? You still got what you wanted to do originally. But you know what? Here's the problem, Shyler. They never call to ask me. Yeah, are you are you the Kevin Feige that they need? <laughs> Maybe. You know what? I I offer me whatever offer me a, a half of what Kevin Feige's making at Marvel and I will come in and keep everything cohesive and everything, you know, in a story that matches Marvel and make millions of dollars for Warner Bros Discovery and I'll still do the podcast, but I'll probably quit my job here. <laughs> DC, Warner Brothers, hey, we know you're you listening. know what? My wife would be like, heck yeah, take the job. <laughs> She'll come wandering around like, I'm going to go meet Gal Gadot. I'm going to meet Jason Momoa. I'm going to meet so-and-so. Like, I'm in. And I'll just be here at the station. <laughs> well, 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 well your don't shit. worry, Shiloh. We'll make sure you get, we'll get you some. <laughs> Some FaceTime with Jason Momoa or whoever. That's okay. Just make me the, like like a voice actor for one of the cartoons or something. There we go. That'd there be we cool. go. Okay. We'll 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 find a way to work you in. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> everybody, everybody wins. Everybody wins. All right. So we're gonna finish up with our WA story. And uh this one was actually pretty cool because it just kind of came out of nowhere. Literally. For this one couple, literally, for in the UK. So why don't you tell them what happened to this couple in the UK who was on a hike? Yeah, apparently this this couple was taking a hike with their dog, um, climbing up a, a mountain when a helicopter <laughs> touched down and dropped off 
Tom Cruise. And (laughs) they're just like, what is going on? And Tom Cruise, like, he just continues to reinforce that he is one of the weirdest people in Hollywood (laughs) because he's, he like jumps out of this helicopter and he's like, oh, sorry for disrupting your peaceful hike. Um, I like your dog. Anyway, see ya. And he jumps off a cliff. (laughs) He just (laughs) leaps off the mountain. He's doing a stunt, but like, (laughs) that would be like the most terrifying thing I've ever seen. So I, did they say that he is like he is filming or was he just practicing this stunt? So they 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 they're not sure, but the thought is that he's filming for the next Mission Impossible film. So because we we have already seen him doing some other stunts for this film where yeah. like he motorcycled off the edge of a cliff and jumped off in the parachute. But <laughs> I can only imagine this UK couple just that day, let's go for a hike. Okay. And you know, just going about the day, and all of a sudden, like we did not expect a helicopter to land several hundred yards from us, and Tom Cruise jumping out to be like, "Hey guys, sorry about this. I'm just gonna go yeah. jump off this cliff now." Yeah, the the most random thing <laughs> ever. Like you're just. I mean, do, you, do you think when they were circling, and they, I mean, obviously they're probably low enough where they can see this couple. Do you think Tom's like, "Hey, just go land right there. Watch this." Yeah, you know what? It could have been. It could have been. I feel. I mean, he but, he's he is an actor. He loves he loves the dramatics. Now I would have thought that uh, usually when they when they film they have to get a, approval and all this stuff. And I would have thought that maybe that day, if it's a regular hiked trail or, or area, that they'd probably like you know close off a portion of it. That to be like, hey. Sorry, they're doing a, a filming a movie here. You can't go up this this cliff today. Oh, okay. Nope. Just hey, we're just gonna land right there. We don't care who's around. <laughs> it makes me think that maybe like they had been fighting the conditions. Like maybe the they were supposed to do it earlier in the week, but um it was too cloudy or you know, it wasn't safe for the stunt to actually happen. And that was a day where it like perfect conditions and they're like we gotta go now like hey give us permission okay cool we're there and there wasn't time to do the normal precautions that they normally would have mm-hmm. that's what I, that's what would make me think that that's what it made me think like probably yeah this yeah. was like a spur of the moment we got to get this done or like we have a window here let's make it happen and they did it well so one of the the wife <laughs> said because the, the article they 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 talked to the couple and the and the wife allegedly said right before Tom jumps off, are you really going to jump off there? <laughs> and Tom Tom Cruise and Tom Cruise style, see you later, folks, and just jumps. Like, no, yeah, this we're doing this for this film. Just like, nope, yeah, that's what I do. Bye. <laughs> yeah. And the whole like, <laughs> I like your dog. That's just <laughs> I mean. I'm, I'm sure it was probably a little awkward for him, too. Well, I but... feel like he's awkward in general. Yeah. Like, he's one of those, he, he's, he, I think he's one of those people that's just always going to be a little, a little on the odd side. Mm-hmm. But, man, what an, what an experience. Yeah. You know, I, as, as, as these stunts that Tom Cruise does, they keep getting more and more ridiculous, elevated, dangerous. Yeah. Um, I really hope that that's not the way he goes. Yeah. 
so glad you said that. I was like, I don't want to be the one to say it, but he really you know, does need I, to calm it down. I, I kind of hope that he gets to a point in his life because, I mean, he's, oh gosh, how old is Tom Cruise? I know he's in his 50s at least. I'm, I'm, I'm searching this really quick. He's, he's 60. He just turned 60 in, in July 3rd. So he's oh, wow. 60. Now, it, when I turn 60, I'm hoping that, you know, I'm able to do some of the things that Tom Cruise can do, not jumping off cliffs or hanging off the side of airplanes, but, you know, at least, you know, still being able to move around and do things and play golf and mow the grass, you know, but able to walk I'm kind of hoping that like when Tom Cruise maybe hits 70, it's like, you know what? I don't think I can do some of these anymore. I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to use a stunt double. I think someone else is going to have to have that conversation with him though. I think oh, someone luck. else is going to have to say, okay, we've, we've already, we've already met with this stunt double. He's going to handle all this. And they're just going to have to like, not give him like the full story. <laughs> they're just going to have to be like, yeah. you're going to film up to this point And that's <laughs> it. Like that's. Yeah. It's like, you know what? We're going to have you throw this punch, but this guy's going to take the fall. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it'll look like you're getting punched. But what's really happening is we're going to cut to your body double getting flung backwards. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, look, Harrison Ford is still doing Indiana Jones. And I mean, he's I think he's 80. Yeah, he is. Um, Or at least in his 80s. Um, And. I can tell you for a fact, he's probably not doing half the stuff that he did back when his prime, when he was doing Indiana Jones back in the 80s. I'm not, I mean, I couldn't even do, I couldn't even do any of these stunts. And I'm, I mean, not that I'm in my prime or anything, but I'm, I'm in pretty good shape. I can, I can handle my own. I'm not going <laughs> to jump off a cliff, I can, though. I can throw, I can be thrown through a window. Why not? <laughs> yeah. I mean, if there's a mattress on the other side, it's like, yeah, you know what? Just, just show I me still, how to jump through the window. Yeah, I, I still have Stop. a little bit of that jackass era bravery yeah, in me. Hit, hit me over the head with a bottle. <laughs> you know, exactly. I, I can take it. <laughs> Wakes up in the hospital right. three days later. You know, but yeah, I, I'm sure, yeah, probably about 80% of the stuff in the next Indiana Jones film is probably not going to be Harrison Ford. Yeah. I will be shocked if it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Me too. So, but yeah, but yeah, that that uh, that definitely was a uh, look. It's a cool story for the UK couple, you know. But yes, Tom Tom Cruise. <laughs> what? Where will he randomly show up next? You know what? <laughs> we could be randomly doing a radio event somewhere and just pff, Tom Cruise. Hey, oh, sorry, I'm doing this. I'm doing this car stunt right in the middle of your live broadcast. Sorry to bother you. Oh, dude, I got my fingers crossed, man. <laughs> Best live broadcast ever. <laughs> That's going to do it for this episode of the Weekly Trash Recap Podcast. Uh, we're now dropping new episodes every Tuesday. Make sure you subscribe so you know when we drop the new episodes on Tuesday. And catch up with all of the episodes at B1029.com and anywhere you get your podcasts. For Shyler, I'm Joe from B1029, and we will catch you next week.